Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, welcome to the Money Flow Trading Society's podcast, Mastering the Trade. You know, I believe life is a trade. You got to trade something. Listen, today I got a very special interview. It's with my business partner, who happens to be my wife for over 20 years of, and get her intake. She's been my property manager. She's personally rehabbed over 30 something properties. She's a force to reckon with, got a work ethic that is almost impossible to match from any man I've ever met. And, you know, we've been through a lot of ups and downs, but working, remodeling, building wealth in real estate has never been a family problem. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this interview is rather long. Okay. And it's, we were just talking and I tend to go long. I'm sorry. Um, I can't do 20 minute, 30 minute, one hour podcast. It's just not in me. There's just too much shit to say. And when you get to going, I like to get it all out and squeeze it out. Right. So I hope you enjoy. Sorry about the background noise. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Give me some feedback. If you do DM me, text me. Also, if you download the anchor app, you can submit some questions. I was going to, I had a couple this last week. You can send me an audio question. I drop it into the podcast. I didn't do it this week because the podcast already runs so long that, uh, don't worry though. I'll save those questions and put it in future broadcast. Hey, I hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, welcome back to the channel, Gerald Peters. So today I have my business partner of a lot of years, 20 plus years. Um, and we're going to talk a little real estate and mostly mainly maybe from her perspective. You guys hear from my perspective all the time. Um, we'll hear from her perspective on... We'll dig into management, family, how real estate is. Um, the cool thing about real estate is unlike a stock maybe, is how involved friends, family, and other people can be in your business. And, um, but without further ado, we'll introduce my wife, Deanne Krusensterner. And she's been a real estate investor for 20 plus years. She's managed property that whole time. She's probably rehabbed 30, if you count rehabs, Rehab. 30, 40, because <laughs> some of them have been rehabbed two, three, four times, it seems like, man, maybe three, two, two. Um, so extensive experience working on houses, finding houses, remodeling houses, and, and, and even in day-to-day -day management of houses, which I typically don't do a lot on. Um, so, hey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's weird doing an interview with, with your spouse. It's really weird. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> we were, yeah, it's like, where do you even begin, right? Um, I mean, let's begin there. How'd you get started in real estate? I mistakenly took you to visit friends of mine in Wisconsin who were doing this, um, I don't know, 10 years before us. Right. Um, and Paul gave you a book and 
That's what you read on the way home. And the next thing I know, we're buying properties. <laughs> right. So she took me, we went on a vacation. We weren't married at the time. And we went to visit family, or not family, friends of hers, uh, friends since third grade. They were probably a decade ahead of us in what I call the the money, in, in doing the millionaire thing, trying to trying to get rich, man. We're trying to get rich. The purpose of my channel is to, is to help average people see that there is a path, there is a blueprint that normal everyday people can do. You're not excluded. Um, we were as poor as could be. Well, yeah, I mean, you were at the prison. Working. I was a prison guard, which is a very lucrative, high-paying, awesome job. Yeah. And uh, you were doing lawns, and I was working as a social worker, making no money. Right. So wife off student debt. We had student debts. We had a home mortgage, car payments. Yeah. Probably a little bit on credit cards, too. Yes. Yeah. And so we just did a 180. Like, we had to change the way we were doing things. Um, not that we were doing things bad. We just had to get focused. Yeah, I mean, because... I mean, even when we went to buy the house. To my, our house? Yeah, our personal home. Um, we didn't really have, we didn't do it the way that we talk about doing it now. No, it's not the way I teach people. <laughs> Matter no, of fact, I put 10%, we put 10% down that we borrowed from someone. Your right. parents gave my it My mother to gave me right. the money to put 10% down. Right. And then, um, so we were paying PMI, we were. Everything. Yeah. PMI, student loans, car payments. Right. And I now mean, it was 30000 in debt just for student loan. Right. And then you fast forward 20 years, and it's a, it's a, it's a totally different story, right? Well, hell, seven years, and the house was paid for. Right. The car loans were gone. Student debt was gone. So, I mean, even though we went, I don't know, we went into it how we tell people not to, mm -hmm. we like you said, we got it together and we were like, okay, we've got to knock all this crap out. And we did. And every ounce of extra money went to paying off all the debts. Right. And I tell people that was about a two-year period where we um, probably, no, I think we had the house mortgage for about five because we had been paying on it for a minute. Right. And we I didn't. Mean, generally, I mean, within that seven-year time frame, though, that's when we. We got rid of the house. We got note. rid of all of it. To right. be honest, even the student debt, but everything we were making was going into that. We didn't go out. We didn't right. go on vacations. We didn't. I mean, we went out by having people over the house. Right. And we cook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go to the park. Like every shit that's free. We're, we're shit like mm, vacations at friends' houses. Cards. Like, oh, that, <laughs> that friend has more money than us. Let's right. vacation with right. them. We wanted them to join the <laughs> And we drove. And we drove. And we took the dogs because we couldn't get someone to watch them. Right. Or couldn't afford to have somebody right. to watch them. We dragged the baby. And, and then, so we knock out the debt. And then when we buy our first property, I, th I think we're not sure the year, 2002, I had to remember 2003. 2003 because um, Ethan was Ethan, a baby. Ethan was still in his car seat. Right. So dragging him around to properties. We're a young family. Wife's a social worker. Very lucrative, high paying job. By this time, I didn't even have a social work job. Had you quit by then? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was doing whatever scheme hustle that was legal, quasi-legal, <laughs> that I could make money and not go, you know, like mowing yards, doing whatever I could do, stuff on the internet. And um, But once we got our debt gone, and because we lived so below our means, 
I mean, we were probably living on 2500 a month or less. Again, you got to go probably. back in time. It's 20 years ago, but we Not, were living... I don't on, even think it was that much, to be honest with you. I paid the bills. I don't... Right, and we pretty much lived on your salary. In the beginning, we did, yeah. Yeah, and we took all the money outside of that, and that's what we used to buy. First, to pay debt, and then second, to start buying properties. And that also meant that there were no Chanel purses, there were no Louis purses, there were no No, nothing. no purses. So all you girls out there with your fancy purses, yeah. you ain't got no properties, you're doing it backwards. Correct. Right. Because now I can have my Louis purses, right. and my Chanel purses, and this. I hate it. Like, I see that, and they're young, and they got a brand new car. And I don't begrudge people having new cars. And it's not that I'm even mad at them. I'm sad for them, because I know what they're doing. Like, they don't know because they're young. And when you're young, you're, you know, you can't help yourself. Like I did the same dumb shit and I realized what they're giving up. Well, yeah, but even you and I didn't do, I mean, what I had the Tahoe for 15 years. Right. I think cars are one of the biggest things that kill people, but yeah, we've kept all our cars for 15 to 20 years. You drove a 15 year old used vehicle. Well, my truck, when I traded in was 19 years old. Right. Right. And we and, and I paid cash for it. Yeah, and so the only I, reason I got rid of my Tahoe was because the electrical was going out in it. And otherwise, we'd I still drive air conditioning. Right. And yeah, but because I loved my Tahoe, and we drove it for a while, dysfunctioning, and being millionaires. So you're we're net worth millionaires with properties, and we're driving a car with no air conditioning. Yeah. So that didn't last long in Texas. No, these are exchanges you have to make, and 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 it's possible. It's just like you hear you guys hear me say all the time: life is a trade. And it's what are you going to trade to get? And if you take if you do a lot of great things now in the now, mm-hmm. the purses, the the wallets, the nicer house, all these things, you're trading off bigger, better, better things down the road. In my opinion, I think so too. I mean, because I mean everything from I mean I cook dinner every night. Mm-hmm. We never went out to dinner. We didn't go out to the movies. We didn't right. um, go out to the What if I don't bars. know how to cook? How could I overcome well, hello, this? hello, YouTube. Oh, learn. you're saying I could learn? Uh, on occasion. Okay, yes. just wondering. Um, unless you're a complete moron, you can actually learn how to cook. Okay. You what if I don't know do how to paint a house? How do I overcome that? Um, you go. <laughs> These are the questions that I get. <laughs> but I don't know how to do that, Gerald. It's like, um, you learn? Honestly, you know what's funny is that a lot of the stuff that I learned how to do, either A, my mother taught me how right. to do it. Um, she had a great mother, by the way. Yes, I did. And, um, but then also watching people, cause like when we first redid our kitchen or in our personal property, mm. and this is before us owning any of the rentals, mm. I watched what he did and I had him teach me how to do the tile in the kitchen. So when it came time to tile the bathroom, I know how to do it. Right. We did that. I mean, right. mostly you, um, so now did I do it great? There's Not a lesson a there. Interacting with your contractors. Yes. If you hire, 100%. you know, we're fast forwarding a second, but let's say you hire a plumber, poke around, look at them, see what they're doing. Don't be a dick, but like, just be inquisitive, be complimentary to them. Ask them why they're doing something. Yeah. And if you have, a, I mean, especially as a female living in Texas where the good old boy network is strong. If you have a good contractor, he has no issues explaining things to you as to right. why he's doing what he's doing. And oftentimes, James, our plumber, for example, um, it wasn't just, no, Deanna, 
that can't be done. It's why it couldn't be done and mm-hmm. helped me figure out ways of doing it the way I wanted to. Because I didn't want the sink here. I wanted it over here so that I could put in a bigger shower area or whatever. And so he would talk me through, okay, well, we could do this, this, or this, or we could do this. But the fact that he actually took the time to explain these things to Mm -hmm. me, that meant a lot. And so that, I mean, the lesson there is trying to have a relationship. You know, you don't have to be buddies, but you want to have a friendly working relationship with contractors. And I hear people, um, you know, I had a lady not to wall back, you know, was very adversarial toward her. And I get it. You can run into bad contractors. You just want to let them go and then look for the next one. And you're going to find one. And when you find one that you like, maybe they're not the cheapest. James definitely Yeah, and don't try to make them the cheapest. Pay, you, you get what sometimes what you pay for. Yeah, I mean, it really is, it's a working relationship. I mean, we've had several that um, I will never work with again. Right, and you learn that lesson and you move. Ever. Is that a good reason never to do real estate again? Because no. you had a bad experience with a contractor? No, just or, go find a better contractor. Right. Or rent, because I get that a lot. Well, I've had such bad experience. Like, okay, well, have another experience. And again, it's not about me getting my way. It's about me being able to work with somebody who can help me with my vision of what it is I want to accomplish. Um, For as much as, when we first started doing all this, you were the money guy. Mm -hmm. When we would go look at a property, it was, I would say, okay, I want to knock this out. I want to do this, 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 and this. And then you would tell me no <laughs> or yes, um, whether the numbers worked with what we purchased. Mm-hmm. And then by having worked with my contractors and gotten a good relationship with them where they could guide me, I guess, um, I knew what the costs were going to be before we even walked into a house and what I could and couldn't do. But without them having taken right. their time to teach me those things, right. then I would have been stuck a lot. <clears throat> right. It's a division of labor. Um, one of the things about real estate that to me, for us, and I'm sure for many other people who've been successful or hold properties, is the idea that you can bring your family in. Mm-hmm. And originally, uh, Dan did all the construction so per se like i might go over on the weekend and take stuff to the dump right you know more of an errand boy and what my job was was to get the money yes so that we could buy properties and her job was to get that damn property fixed and up and going so she would be over there dealing with the plumbers the electricians painting anything she could physically do either directing others or doing it right we're doing hardwood floors right and we would hire people Right. Um, and I would be at my home office working, like trying to make us money. Right. I mean, like the one house that we did. Um, some guys would have a hard time with that, I think. Some contractors do. Yes, some contractors do. Right. And contractors, you know. They didn't want to take direction from you. Yeah, sometimes. And that's a, that's a thing. So the point to that is, ladies, one, for a family, it's a division of labor. So if you guys get in, you're like, well, my wife doesn't like. Well, tough shit. Your wife needs to learn. Like all these things are learnable. And yeah. so, and guys, man up. Right. Come and, on. Your wife can go off and do these things. Right. And you don't know how to do them, and she does, and or she develops a better relationship. 
She can with use her people. womanly, I don't want to say charms in a bad way like it's, you know, like you're being inappropriate. I don't mean that. No. Sometimes, and I, we've found this, some contractors, I'd be like, Dan, call this guy. Because I know he won't be mean to her. But if I get on the phone with him, he's going to be like, listen, man. But if, if, if she calls, he's going to be like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. There's, and I'm not a hair twirling kind of girl here. No, but um, that works. I'm straightforward to the point. And... And there were guys that, that male contractors that we dealt with that I was like, get him the hell mm-hmm. off of my job site now. Right. And I would call Gerald and say, you need to deal with this guy because I'm going to kill him. Because he, he couldn't work with women for whatever right. reason. But if I said I wanted it one way, he was going to do it exactly the way he wanted it, regardless of what I wanted. And then what's the sense of help hiring him? So... Um, it is, it's a balance that has to, and you have to take the, the strengths of the one person and the strengths of the other person and meld those things together so that it works. And sometimes you may, and this is division of labor and I'm going off some notes. Me and Ian, we're, we're just, we've been working on a real estate course and it's, it's hard to get everything out of your brain into a piece of paper. But one thing about real estate is that division of labor and you can just start div- dividing it up, and and yet you're because you're only twenty eight, you're twenty nine. You don't know your skill set. You don't know that you're great at drywall. Like you've okay. never done drywall. And then if you're both doing it, one of you is oh, probably sucks. going to be better than the other. Just like drawing, you know, two people can be not artists, but one draws better than the other right. just naturally. And so you may get in there and go like, "Wow, my wife has a really good scheme of colors." And I'm basically colorblind. To me, there's four colors on planet Earth. It's blue, red, black, and white. And it's the shade of that where, you know, she'll pick out certain colors and things. And I don't have any interest in that. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, will I? I, I wonder No. Off. And one thing I found, too, that and, – and So it's a division it's of labor. Speaking, and I am very OCD. And I'm very detail-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you – didn't care about the colors. Yeah, I still don't. Um, you, well. But if you what, do, what if you're we a guy that too, does, then run with that. Right, and what we found out too, like, because like, like we were saying in the beginning, Gerald was the money guy, and he was bringing in the money to be able to afford to do what we wanted to do. And I was able to go over there and deal with the contractors mm-hmm. and, and do the, you know, those types of things. Do the painting, do tiling, do hardwood floorings, hang light fixtures, whatever. And then it got to a point where I needed him to come in more and help. Um, And I found that I still use you more on the construction end. Right. Doing the drywall, um, building closets, whatever I want done. And I am the one that still does the painting. Um, because you used to drive me crazy with, you didn't, you would get splatters. Right. And then that's a, that's a learning phase. And I was going to say that's something else. There's been times where we had to almost revert our roles in a way in that early on, I wasn't really involved in the construction. I wasn't raised doing construction. My dad wasn't, you've met my dad, you know, my dad, it's as far from construction as you get. Yep. He doesn't even change light bulbs. Right. He's a computer tech guy. And so, well, my dad didn't get his hands dirty either. My mom did, but my dad didn't. So I 
as a late 30s, 40-year-old man, more likely, had to decide, I need to be a contractor now to the best of my ability. Right. And how did I learn? YouTube. YouTube. So when I feel like, but I'm not very handy, Gerald. No shit. Nobody's born handy. Like, no one's born knowing how to play the piano. These are just learnable things. Yeah. Now, you can have natural, but any human being can put in a floor. Yes. It may not be the best floor. It may have flaws and not be cut right. But the good thing is you don't even have to get it right. People will rent a fucked up house. Well, and I guess the floors, for example, you're going to end up changing all those floors anyway. Right. So even if you did a bad job, the next one will be better, right? Exactly. I mean, it just can't, you know, be causing an issue. Mm -hmm. It just has to might not look the best. Yeah. And seven years into our venture where we're on house eight, nine, ten, twelve, we're like, who did this? And it's, it's like, us. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, that was us. And because you, you learn, you learn things. You learn right. how to. Um, well, and, and you know what's funny is the flooring is, is one example, too, of, of switching roles. Mm-hmm. I didn't do flooring. I knew how to do flooring. I'd done flooring. I chose not to ever do flooring again right. because flooring sucks. It does. Um, but. When your knee was jacked, right, and you couldn't get down and do the flooring, you were doing the cutting, which I was used to doing, right, and then I was down on the floor. So there is this again when so it again, comes to as, these as a millionaire. We're at this time we're multimillionaires. My yeah. knee hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm still over there working. Yes, I have a brace on, and you're on the floor. I cut, hand to you. You basically install the floor. I'm the guy cutting on the right. table. And we get the floor in. Right. Right. That's, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I can't do that. My yeah. back hurts. I don't have time to do that. Right. And it's have... like, you have to make it time. Yeah. Well, and the, the other part too is we actually enjoy. We enjoy. I mean, it's like a puzzle. You were, you were just doing um, stuff over at a friend's house. And you know, it's one of my best days here. I know that sounds stupid. To go over and work. Yeah, I know. Didn't that sound stupid? No. And I'm so much richer than them. Like beyond, yeah. They have to do that. I'm doing it because I like right. to do it. That's different. I would rather. I would literally rather be covered in paint, right, than sitting in an office. Yeah, they made me quit, and then when I was going, because he knew, he saw quickly. I knew what I was doing. I'm putting the drop cloth down. I got the thing. I'm like, bro, I know how to paint. I got this. I was like, trust me, I am okay. Just show me where the tools are. I was like, if I run into some shit that, you know, if you see me doing something weird, just yell at me. Yeah. I said, I can cut in, do all that. So I just immediately start working. Right. And then he was wrapping up. And I was like, well, why don't you go and I'll keep going. I'll put up all the stuff. And he was like, no. Like, yeah. like and I, I understand that feeling. Right. He doesn't know me well enough to know that I could just continue on. Like, Well, I think, too, part of that was... Guilty. Well, no, part of that was nobody. they didn't want anybody there at the house by right. themselves. But, 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 but Anthony was going to be there. But <laughs> oh, I was just having such a good time. Right. Just sweating balls. It's like 95 it degrees. So and I'm on a ladder and I'm painting. And the whole time I'm thinking, I'm on realtors, I'm painting. How much is this house? Like... My bri- that's Please know he is extremely slow at everything he does because he's got to be on the damn phone right. looking at what's available in the neighborhood, what are the rents going for, what are the houses going for. I get sidetracked. Um, yeah. Oh, I got to post this on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So I told, I, told, uh, I told TK that. I said, listen, I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to move slower than you. 
Right. Because I'm going to take pictures and document. He was like, just whatever, you know? Yeah. But the point being is we (laughs) love the (laughs) properties are a craft and it's anybody can learn it. Yes. You really can. No different than anybody can. You may not want to play the piano, but if you did it every day for an hour, you would start to be okay. Right. You would make sounds that sounded like music. Right. You're never going to be, you know, Elton John. But no, and again, back to, to YouTube, there are tricks. There are so many. I, I'll oh, sit yeah. there in the morning when I'm drinking my coffee and I'm watching these stupid reels. Mm-hmm. And makes you feel like you don't know anything. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. that's how you do that. Because, yes, right. y'all, I do watch reels about woodworking. Right, laying in flooring. She'll come show me. Stuff. You should yeah. learn this. Yeah. It's like some, <laughs> fish. like there's so many tricks I can't remember them yeah. all. I mean, but again, not to get too sidetracked, but that the main thing there was we we're talking about division of labor. You, your wife, if it's you and a brother, I'm not big on partnerships. I have several friends that have successful partnerships. Mm-hmm. Just me personally, I'm a private guy, which is hard to believe, right? Don't you think? I don't have a yeah. lot of people around me. No. I, I no, tend, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't have a lot of people around me. I don't like a lot of people at my house. From time to time, I invite people over. I'm just very antisocial, and yet I'm active on social media. Right. Um, I just don't need to be in a crowd. I like to hang out alone. I go for walks alone, and it's just, that's how I think, you know? Um, I get frustrated when people start asking me lots of questions huh? in yes. person. Yeah. I get frustrated. Or me. Even Yeah, even my wife starts asking me questions. And truth is, guys, I'm going to be honest. One of my faults, this is a fault of mine, I do not like to work with people, Mm-mm. even smart people. No. I, you may be right. Like maybe your idea is better than mine. I don't give a fuck. It wasn't my idea. And Well, even just everyday business stuff that has to be taken care right. of. I'm not good at working with made. people. No, I, I will have to yell at you to say you need right. I need five minutes of your damn time or And to point that out is not to, you know, make fun of my faults, but it's to say you're you might have faults. Right. And you can still do this real estate thing. Well and, and your thing is always you don't have to get it right, you just have to get it you just going. Have to get it going. And I'm O C D. That was my sayings. <laughs> I do. I hear them a lot. Um, but I'm so O C D that I have to have it right before I put it out. Uh-huh. So we struggle with that as we well. We struggle. Yeah, because my wife will fix it, rewrite it, get it right. I mean, she'll just keep revising that book right. where I'm like, first run through, yeah. publish it. <laughs> and that is not a good trade either. And I've had to, I've had to correct some of that. But also, it, 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 on one hand, it is because I can get things going. Right. You know, day-to-day management of those things is, is, not, my, is not my forte. Um, and we frequently, too, like when... We're working on a property. We're not working together. Right. We're that's what I was going to say. We're at the same building. There's often you're there. I'm at home. Or we're, we're at the working. same building and we're on opposite, opposite ends. Opposite ends. Because I do not want to see what he's doing. Right. Or not doing. And. That's important. Like we're working I'm not, separately. I'm not bugging him. Right. And micromanaging. Because I've had guys say that to me. More guys than women just because my followers are 70% guys. Right. Say. That sounds great. I don't know that I want my wife next to me all day. Like, you know what I mean? Like some people need space. They need a little break from each other. And I'm like, dude, half the time I'm working on the porch. She's back in the back room working on the kitchen. Right. We may not see each other till we leave. I mean, other than passing. I mean, mean, both typically you've got your 
Um, in other words, we're not both on. working on the same project every time. If if I'm doing yeah. the porch or redoing the porch, I'm usually doing it by myself. Yeah. Yes. Even shit that I should have help, right? Right. You'd be like, you need help? Nope. And usually I'm only calling you if I can't lift something. Can't lift something. So my point there is even though you're working together, you don't have to be on top of each other right. if that's your concern. You don't have to know what you're doing. You don't have to get it right. If you break it, you own the place. So a lot of people's fears are really right. not a problem once you own a property and start thinking about it. Right. I mean, to be, I mean, I can hang a light fixture. Right. I don't have an issue with that. I know how to do it. But in town, in the properties inside the city limits, mm-hmm. there's ordinances. I can't change out a light fixture. I have to actually hire an electrician. Um, and then there's other things that... How would you find that out? Because uh, what if I live in a town and I don't know all the ordinances? How could I ever know that? You could go down to City Hall. Go to City or Hall. Or like we, we have an annex. Right. And Some cities probably have it online. Right. PDFs. Yeah, real cities. I'm like... You just Google remodeling my house in L.A., just Local city ordinances. ordinances for construction. Right. And it's a big, long, huge-ass book. And, and you don't need to know all of it. No. You can just find your spot. Right. And there could be weird things. And sometimes you're just going to get in trouble. Like, you can take siding off a house, but it can't be more than 10 cubic feet. If Less it's more than... than if it, yeah, some, maybe it's three cubic feet. Then if you have if to it's have a that, permit. Then you have to have a permit. But if it's just one little piece, you don't. Right. And the way you find that out is you take too much off and they write you a ticket. Right. And now you know. Or they shut down your job site. Or they shut down your job site. <laughs> I have but had my job site You don't site go to jail. Down. Nothing bad happens to you. You just get right. slapped on the wrist. Well, because they'll change, they'll change crap up too. In Texas, it used to be you had to be a licensed contractor mm-hmm. in order to do certain things. But if you were working on one of your own properties, you didn't have to have right. any kind of license. And then when the tree fell on the house, um, right. then and we had to completely redo the house... I got shut down because I didn't have a general contractor. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I don't need a general contractor. I am the general contractor. And what it came down to is I just needed to go down and pay $90 to get a little piece of paper that says I was the general contractor. Because they started a new thing that you have to have a general contractor. And I had no idea this happened. Because I don't... So it's a tax grab. It's a revenue grab. Right. So then we just, she says, well, what are the requirements to become a general contractor? And it's like, you have to register with the city and pay $500, right? It wasn't even that. It was 90 bucks. 90 bucks. And then you probably got to redo it every year. So it becomes (coughs) Oh, I don't know. I didn't bother with it again. I just kept coming. (laughs) But voila, licensed contractor. (laughs) But people ask me all the time, do you have to be licensed or do No. Well, and the stupid part was, is I was using licensed and insured people to do everything that was needed right. to be done. But even then, between the roof, the foundation, the plumbing, and the right. electrical, I didn't need anybody else for anything else. Right. I needed them. They were all licensed. What the hell was the sense of me having to be hiring a general contractor for? Mm-hmm. I already had my people in place. I already started everything. Right. So, I don't know. It was <clears throat> stupid. Yeah. And then the other. So, yeah, that's cool. We talked about that. Um, the, we talked, your family can divide labor. We took our baby over there when he was a baby, you know, put him in a playpen, let him crawl around, give him a paintbrush and let him fuck a wall up that you're going to paint over anyway next, you know, maybe you're painting over here and you know you got to paint this wall anyway. Just remember to give him white yeah, paint when you do just, that. Just, yeah, don't give him something crazy, but let them do <laughs> shit, you know, and then, and then, you know, hey, stack these boards. Right. 
and then, you know, if you help me, I'll buy you something. That's the kind of shit. Giving a child a paintbrush with primer is probably right. acceptable. Keep them away from power tools, obviously. Yeah. But um, those things can be fun. Um, and, and, and a lot of times, too, people are busy. Life is busy. And we would do these things in spurts in a sense that on Monday, I need to do this for at least an hour. Right. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to try to get another hour in. Well, by Friday, I've done this four, five, six times, and I've painted that room, this room, and this room. So come weekend, I only got two rooms left, right. and I'm able to knock them out. And then the whole house was painted. And it's been a rough week because we right. worked, and then spare time was painting. And we had a kid. And we had a kid. And it was be this juggle, right. and then you would go, and it would take us sometimes. I mean, I think we've had houses open that we purchased from the time we purchased them to the time they were rented. Six months? Six months. That's about average, right? Right. Now, other investors either watch that and cringe when I said that. And but we weren't paying for the cost for... Labor. Labor. We weren't paying right. um, for the cost of somebody else's license. Um, you have a used contractor. And, but it was nothing for us to work. I mean, you would take Ethan and I would go over and work after dinner until 10, 11 o'clock at night. And because I had things I wanted to get done. Mm -hmm. um, so the ones that took us the longest were the ones that were in serious, serious need of. Right. And often repair. when they were that bad, usually it was we were first... hiring people to do some things. Some of the things. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, even when, um, even if all I was doing for the inside was hiring for, say, a drywall guy, mm -hmm. because it would have been faster and more cost efficient to say have Glenn do the drywall than right. for us to do it. Um, because we had another house going and we needed to get both houses going. Right. Um, because there were several times where we had two at, going at once. Yeah, I mean, we've had, yeah, I want to say two and maybe a third coming up where we, you know, we're just right. finishing the one and now there's two again. Right. Like we had, we, for a moment there, shit, not too long ago, we had a moment where. No, from 2018 until. We were, we what, remodeled our entire ago? portfolio <laughs> in about a two year period. Yeah. Because what they don't tell you, when you buy a house, nine years goes by, you're going to have to rehab it again. Not remodel. I don't really call it that. It's more of a rehab, like freshen it up. Right. Maybe new handles, new colors, new lights. Fix drywall things. There's always holes in walls. Flooring. Flooring. But when you have to do something to everything, it's a rehab. Right. I mean, it's a... Well, some of our properties have been rented for so long. Like, the one was 10 years. 10 years. We've had a tenant. And, ten, we've had multiple tenants that stayed that long. Yeah. And we go in and fix things that need to be fixed, but mm. we don't go and do any kind of remodeling if somebody's in the property. Right. So, that had a 10-year... Mm -hmm. And that was a hell of a job. And yeah. it was our biggest house. And it was our biggest house. Two-story, three-bedroom, two-bath. And I, like I said, I'm very OCD. Um, so cleaning it, getting it repainted, getting drywall cracks fixed, new lighting. We paint, had the outside and painted. That flow for us is so common. Like we, me and you, like we've done so many of these that when we go into a house... We already kind of know who's going to do what. Right. Like, I don't ask her. She didn't necessarily ask me. I kind of assume she's going to handle the kitchen cabinets. I kind of assume she's going to, 
worry about the handle, you know, because handles add little features to the home. Right. I assume she's going to go pick out lights for this place. I assume. And you don't have to buy the most expensive handles right. and you don't have to buy the most expensive tile for a backsplash. There are places that you can go and get scrap. Mm-hmm. When we first started out, um, I used to go to, it's actually a furniture store, but they would do flooring too. Flooring, yeah. And they would have leftover tile and stuff um, from jobs that they did. And then they would sell that tile in the back room for like a third of the cost. They do that with paint too, by the way. At Home Depot. Mm-hmm. They'll do it where there's a custom order. Yeah. Right. Um, but you can always find, you know, I don't buy the most expensive cabinet handles because, well, they're just going to get disgusting. Yeah, it's not your and, personal home, right. and, but we don't want it shitty either. So we want a middle ground between, right. you know, if I lived here, yeah, I would probably add a different light here and I would add this and that. Like, for you know, but for, like, renters, we don't necessarily want ceiling fans in every room. No. That's As a matter of fact, there's never ceiling fans in every room. There's one ceiling fan right. in the living room. If you want a fan in your bedroom, then I would recommend getting a floor fan. Right. And, and I do not let them change out lighting. And, you, and you, these things you'll figure as you go. You, you, as a landlord and a slash investor, every component you are responsible for, that, and it will break and it will have to be changed out. So if you put a dishwasher in there, you're always going to be buying dishwashers. Yeah. We don't own the property. We so we pull those out yes. and we make, if there was a dishwasher in there, we make cabinet space. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you a dishwasher. If you want a dishwasher, buy your own house. I don't have a dishwasher here in, right. at this place. So little things like that, you'll figure along the way. I don't think you need to know those things to be a real estate investor or to get started. No. Um, I think the biggest thing you need to know to get started is know your market. Know your market for sure. Look around your area that you live in. So you say start at home. Yes, 100%. And that's what we did. Because right. I get a lot of people like, what do you think about out-of-state investing? We invested out-of-state. Right. But that was after 20 years of investing locally. Right. And when we did invest out-of-state, where did we invest? Somewhere that I knew. Which is, yeah, funny. We went to an actual town where my wife used to live. I mean, not live, but had a place right up the street. Right. On 38. Right. So. <laughs> to Matt. <laughs> we like familiarity. I don't like to not know things. Um, by by looking in your own neighborhood, you know, in, in your own city, you know, you know the good areas. You know the bad areas. Right. Um, Would you buy a house in a bad area? It depends. <laughs> right. I'm, that's where I'm starting. That's for it. Depends. Yeah, we own we own houses in bad areas. Yeah. That have been very profitable. Yes, 100%. And we make them beautiful. Right. And people will go, oh my God. And they completely forget the neighborhood when they see the house. Well, and it's funny too because like the one house, it's got the apartment complex across the street. Mm-hmm. When we first looked at that house, oh my God, it was like oh. a crack house. It was Yeah, awful. it was a bad. When we say crack house, I mean seriously, like there's a dude <laughs> a on the house. corner selling crack. It was a crack house. Yeah. Um so most people would drive by that. We're like, how much they want? Yeah, no, I can make him move. Ridiculous. I got a gun too. And like, so, and well, then I just built up a big ass privacy. Yeah, we fence just put up a privacy and, fence, put up some um, lights. But that apartment complex was horrid. Horrid. But then a new owner bought it. And it got better. And it got better. And now it's back. Now to it's back to being crappy again. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
What did we pay for that house, though? I remember. 50? That was 47,000. <laughs> the only reason I remember is that's the first time I've ever been at closing, and the guy selling it to me leaned across and goes, why would you buy this? Yeah. Like, he was mortified. It was too, I'd already signed it. Like he waited until right. I signed it, and then he leans forward and goes, why yeah. would you buy this? And while we're at closing, I'm usually not paying attention. I'm just signing wherever Gerald tells me to sign because I don't want the stress of knowing that I'm just signing um, another debt. That um, is stressful. It is. It's very stressful. It never goes away either because I get people. There was a guy on my live on Instagram the other day. Um, he just got his first rental. Mm-hmm. And he was talking how stressed he was. Yeah. You know possible market crash which that's so silly to worry about that but it it's stressful in the sense that now you're responsible yes if there's no tenant you still have to take care of this house no, I, well when we when we bought our personal home stressful. i thought i was going to have a heart attack yeah i was stressed Signing. about the last every property yeah. we've ever bought right i'm second guessing myself what is it i'm not seeing see i don't second guess myself once we've decided on a property mm-hmm. i don't second guess no you've that. gotten a lot better um, I still don't like signing documents saying that I'm responsible. Right. Um, now, <laughs> that stresses me out. <laughs> now, would this be true or not true? On every property we buy, we've gone broke. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And when I say broke, we're I'm, all in. Yeah, I'm not talking about like we have. She has an IRA. I have an IRA. Right. And, and I have a SEP account, and these are tax sheltered until we're fifty nine and a half. So. That's not even an option for access to money. So that money's gone for us. Right. Right? And I refuse to allow him to take a mortgage out on my house. Right. And our end of conversation. Our personal home is paid for. We're not big fans of HELOCs on your home. So I think you need to protect your buy and hold account. That's your retirement, 401k, whatever deal you got going there. And your personal home needs to be secure. Your family needs to know they have a place to stay. And I think that's been a huge help for us is that not having that mortgage, right? not having debt. We always know in the back of our head, if shit gets real bad, we can just sell a house, put it in checking, and we'll live for a while. Right. Nobody's taking my house. Right. At the very end, this one will be last. <laughs> right? Like, Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a real bad day right. if we've sold all the properties and are per, had to sell our personal. By the time we winnled down to that one. Yeah. And that's not to say, and I don't, because sometimes people say, well, that's not very sophisticated. I get that. And I have friends, we have friends who've used their home as as down payment. They've used their home as collateral. Right. And they went the on to do successful. Yeah. Right. And they put everything on the line. They're worth million, way more than we are. And they'll put it all on the line every time. And, and they've done amazing. I am a very cautious person when it comes right. to money. That's why we're not richer, right? Not you, but us. Well, we're, no. We're, I mean, we're a conservative. lot of it is. We're very conservative. No, a lot of it is because of me. Because I don't want to have employees. I hate employees with right. passion. Can't stand them. Um, Which makes it hard to make... You can only make so much money without employees. Correct. Right. Um, I love my contractors, but beyond them, I don't want anybody working for me. Right. Um, And I don't want to risk... I'm not a risk taker when it comes to... No, once we own it, we want to keep it. Yes. And that slowed us down. Right. And maintaining that this is my property. I am not giving up my personal home Mm. for an investment. Not doing it. Right. We'll figure out another way to do it. What do we need to do? Do we need to, you know, reevaluate the loan at the bank, take out a loan against right. something that's paid for? 
that's an investment versus my Now, we'll borrow against a rental property. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. No problem with that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about personal homes. Right. Like, I and it did slow us. It did slow us down. It slowed us down. And that's, but that's also what kept me in the game. Right. It made her feel comfortable. Right. If she feels comfortable, then she stays in the game. She keeps working. And, and, yeah. You know, it, and it, 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 that's true of women. I'm sure some men, but more so of women. There's this natural nesting. You want to protect your house. You know, they want to feel safe. Right. And sometimes as a, hus- as a husband, and I've seen this in young guys that I counsel, whatever you want to talk about, one-on-one, is you know, he's trying to get his wife on board. And the reason she's leery is one, you've probably had these ideas and schemes a bunch of times. Like I constantly have schemes and ideas, right? So you're just like, oh geez. So you have to convince her this one is real. And the way you do that is through consistency. But also, and I remember I had, we had this talk one day. I said, what could I, I don't remember exactly how I worded it, but I wanted to chase this idea of what Paul has showed me of accumulating houses. I wanted to get 10 houses. And at first you were like, that sounds like ten houses. I got to fucking clean. Ten houses. I've got to work. I right. Did. right. She's like, this sounds like a lot of work. I'm not showing her like, if you do this, we'll get beach condos. I'm just like <laughs> explaining to her, and she's seeing this like, fuck that. Like, and <laughs> and I said, well, I just had a kid. Yeah, we got a kid on top. I'm talking about spending. And then when we buy our first property, all of our savings, we have a baby. And I had just lost a job. Mm-hmm. I'm totally making money on my thing. You're out of work. And I'm no, gonna, I was still working. You were still I working. I thought was too. Right. But I took all of our money, yeah. literally, all of our savings, and I put it into a shitty house. Yes. And, and I, I tell the deal different. Our first deal was two properties. Highway 30. You say that. I don't think that's the right that's, house. It is true. That's those two. I forget those two houses. But whenever I tell the deal as one house, <laughs> I cut it in half. So that, you know, I'm morally telling the truth there. <laughs> but our first deal was a duplex, but it wasn't a duplex. It was two houses. It was two separate houses. One guy owned both of them. Right. And I don't think people believe me when I say I bought them for 75 grand. Two houses. Yeah. Two. And they were both in pretty... And they were shitty. Yeah, and they had a horrible renters in them. Oh, they did. And we learned about Super. bad renters that first year. So we have, I have a wife, a baby... Two shitty houses and let with me just two tell horrible you, renters. Yes, all I had going on was I'm going to clean and clean and clean. And it was true. Clean, That's what we clean. did. Oh my god! That Between baby poop and horrible renters <laughs> in the ghetto, <laughs> it was it was a terrible. Oh, that house was disgusting. Yeah, but I could see the money flow. I knew. Yeah. All right, if I could get all I you saw know, was me trying to get the stench mm-hmm. out of that floor. So you're saying the first years there wasn't we weren't balling and money was rolling in, and then just as soon as we got a little money, what what did I what did we do? We went and bought the next one. We're and always we went, cash and poor. we went broke. Yeah, we're always cash poor when right. it comes to houses. And I, I did a video a while back, and I said I was a millionaire, and I was dead broke. Yeah. Like you know, we've had several businesses go bust. Remember the lotto thing I had going mm-hmm. that went out. My email pays you thing went out. And, yeah. and, and I get these things, they start making money, and then they stop, as a lot of businesses do. And by not having a lot of debt, when, when our money sources dry up, right. our home is paid for, right. our cars are paid for, we just cut back. Right. But we have cash flow coming but in. But we don't, we don't spend a lot anyway. No. We live we now, now. If people watched us on YouTube and Instagram now, they'd think I'm you know, maybe balling a little. 
maybe bragging a little. It's not. These are all, um, like, even the second home, we're recording this in New Orleans at our second home. This is an investment for us. Not the wisest one, right. but we're going to make money on this. We will. We've always made yeah. money on real estate. Now, when it comes to real estate, you know, it's funny because he talks about the other things that he did separately. And we were talking about having your family involved in it. Mm-hmm. When you ask somebody who is reluctant to do something to be a partner in it with you, mm. especially husband and wife team. Right. There, and you talked about you know women wanting that safety, that mm-hmm. feeling of safety. I think the because I was way more nervous about all the other crap that you did. Yeah. Versus real estate. Yes. Because you pulled me into doing it with you. Was I excited about scrubbing houses? <laughs> we still do that. No. We still get I still scrub houses <laughs> right. instead of hiring people to do it because I want it done. I then know what it looks like before I rent it again um, because I was the one that actually cleaned it. Um, but by bringing me into that as a partner in that, gave me the sense of, okay, I've got a commitment in this too. And if you yeah, start falling behind, I'm going to kick your ass. If I start right. falling behind, you're going to kick my ass. And so it was this balance. and It makes them invested too. Correct. It really yeah. does. It makes you, you're both equally invested in this deal. Though I would say to the, the ladies out there, if your husband's trying to or boyfriend's trying to get you to do this or whatever... Just make it a rule in the very, 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 very beginning that you do not clean houses, that that's part of their job. <laughs> uh, you'll do the painting. You'll do the tile work. You'll do whatever. I clean. I clean houses. Make sure that you are not expected to make the house clean. I do clean houses. <laughs> um, you don't clean houses. I do. Like, I have to all my drywall clean. and all that stuff. I clean up all that stuff. I clean up my work site. I do all that. What do you mean? Like I'm cutting wood. I got to pick up all the wood. I got to sweep it off. And then I go in and clean. Yeah. Actually, maybe clean. so. But I also <laughs> have cleaning girls, which we, which we, uh, while, while on one hand we say we live super frugal, we have a person, we have pool people, we have people that clean our houses for us. So we've added things along the way as, as we've made money to make our life easier so that we could focus more on real estate. Right. Well, I can get more done in... I'd rather in you be house. cleaning a rental than cleaning our house. Right. I mean, because I can get more done in the time that it would take me to clean our house right. at a rental right. and save us I mean, hundreds, hundreds, thousands of dollars. It's cheaper to hire the house cleaner. To hire the house cleaner. Right. Yeah. So, you, so if that helps, guys, like your wife, you know, she's like, fuck, I can't go over there. I got to do that. Well, hire a house cleaner. Right. She'll be yeah, because appreciative I can go and then put her ass to work at the rental. Paint the rental. Which would cost me about thirty five hundred dollars. Right, that's a, a year of a house cleaner at your house, right? In you know, in the time that you know, and then I have the house cleaners, cleaners come once a week to once our house. Once a week for ninety bucks or whatever, right? Which is really really cheap. By which way. is cheap, but either way, like. Um, but they've she, been doing it for twenty some years, guys. She could make you more in equity and all of that so, working on the. And rent. that was one of my deals too, ladies. We had a housekeeper. Yeah, no, that's when been we a, first an, started that's doing a, this. That's a podcast for successful marriage, maybe, but <laughs> but that it it freed me up, and I didn't because I was you know we had we had Ethan we you know I was I was still cooking dinner every night. Mm-hmm. We had other things that we had going on. 
you had other things, you know, in the office going on. And so then the thought of having to keep that house clean, I got a small child and the house is a disaster and I'm trying to right, get so this other a house stuff cleaner. done. That was one of the things and that was like, we have, I need, I needed that. And I was very involved with raising our son. Oh, 100%. Like yeah. more than other dads. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, sure. no. 100%. Um, and, and again, that was, you know, in some ways strategic, like. Let me watch the kid. You go take care of the kitchen over there. Well, and I think that was you know, that even taking care of Ethan was very much a, a, balance, a, a balance thing mm-hmm. because it was almost like you would, for the longest time, it was like you had mornings, I had evenings. Right. It was a, 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 a afternoons, right. whatever. You know, and it was this balancing thing. Well, the thought of all day, every day being the only one. Yeah, no, they're not going to be on board at all if that's yeah. the way. If you're a guy, right. and you're expecting your wife to slowly, she's supposed to cook, clean the house, take care of the kids. Of course she doesn't want to be involved in your yeah. next deal. Right. Your fir- your current deal sucks. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the way of looking at it. I mean, you got to give them an incentive here, man. <laughs> right. Right. I was, and so everything was balanced from raising Ethan to doing real estate to our personal property. Mm-hmm. Um, if I cooked, he did dishes. And I think for a we while there, we had a thing. If we could get to so many houses, like you were going to quit working. Right. I think it was like eight or ten. I don't remember. And we hit that. And, of course, you stopped working. You haven't had a job since. I mean, other than doing properties. Right. And whatever else we come up with. But, yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. The division of labor, that's super important. And, and and balancing it with family and and I think a family's just gotta. This isn't a diff. Sometimes when they say you know the time thing, what it comes down to is what. Why does your family live? And I I used to, I teach these things called the nine thoughts on getting rich, and number three is structure your life. Now, just you knowing me, you you talk about me, is my existence. What is the primary reason I wake up? I mean, it's not... It's to make money. Yes, but it's to grow our <laughs> empire, right? Right. <laughs> it's not to hang out with my friends. No. That will happen as days as the day progresses. Like I see a friend, hey man, what's up? Next thing you know, I'm I'm kind of guy that may hang out there two hours. Right. And I was supposed to be going over here, right? I yeah, get, you, I, yeah, you lack structure in I, your day. But here's the beautiful thing. I don't need it because of financial freedom of real estate. Correct. I have no boss other than you. I have no alarm clock. No. I have nowhere to be. No. And it's been that way for a long time. I don't know what it's like to get up and go to a job every day. It's been so long, almost 20 years. Yeah, I I mean. I don't don't know how people do the job thing because it gets in the way of getting rich. Meaning as quick as you can, you have to find a way to get away from that. Get money from some other way. This was my thoughts growing up. Yeah, but there's a lot. Okay, so I always hear people say this. Oh, well, you you work for yourself or you work from home. Mm. You know, wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah. Yes, I like that freedom. (laughs) (laughs) I like that freedom that I don't have to have an alarm clock. Mm -hmm. Um, That we can take off and come down here and not have to worry about anything. Right. I like that freedom. It's but what, it's a it's, lot of work. 
and people sit there seem to think that if you own your own business or if you oh. you don't work conventionally mm-hmm. that your life's just chill and it's like no actually i work seven days a week with our lifestyle if you live like i do or as we do right. we work every day every day and we're, we're not kidding something going on yeah we're not kidding when we say we work every day it's every single day if we go on vacation we take He's a working. mobile office with us Right? Yeah. Oh no, now both of us do. Now both yeah. of us do cuz you're be you're way you more involved in helping me now. Constantly. There was always he was <laughs> oh my god, driving. He never drove anywhere. How I many, drove but because I, he I, was sitting there writing. And I wrote books, right? I wrote books. And how then, much do you think I've made selling books? I mean in my 20 years cuz I've written a lot of these guys have not seen my other books which I don't sell anymore. Right. But in the last 20 years, yeah, as, to, an, as an unknown author... I know, but I'm trying to block out that whole right. previous would, time. So <laughs> would you say it's north of a million dollars, just in book sales? Oh. Just book way sales, north not, not way, way north. So I've made million dollars probably just in retail book sales. Right. No one's heard of me. No. I know, honey. It's okay. But think about that. So the guys you see that are heard of, the Grant Cardones, right. and the, they're making fucking boatloads of money. Ugly money. And I'm nobody. And I've made a million dollars. Well, divide that by 20, guys. That's 50 grand a year. That's not my job. That's shit I did while we're on vacation. Right. So in the car on the way vacation, I'm sitting there scribbling on a notebook. And that's the sacrifice of not having an alarm clock, not having a boss, is that you have to be And we still, even now, you never drive here. No, I don't drive because that's – and I don't want this to sound arrogant. That's a waste of my time, and I don't, don't misinterpret that when I say that. It means I could, I could follow up with while she's driving here. I can have a hundred follow up conversations. I could respond to your DM that right, leads right. to a book sale. Right. I could talk to a realtor. I could talk with a guy I'm doing a project with. I can work on my book. So by the time we get there, I've done fifty important tasks. Right. And I do this a lot. And if you're like, if we're with friends, it won't be long. You'll be like, "Where's Drew?" Right, and I'll be off in the corner on my phone, and yeah. I, and I've had to explain. They're like, "Dude, why don't you take a break from social media?" And I'm like, "Bro, I'm trying to get rich." Like, they're yeah. not trying to get rich. I mean, so I don't take I don't take input from people not chasing what I'm chasing. Right. You know that. Though date night can kind of suck when you're. But I do on your when phone. you when you. Dem- <laughs> but I was going to say, if my wife demands it, if the situation demands it, I will. Stop. And there have been a couple of times that I've actually said, put the mm-hmm. phone down. And even with houses, there's times where you were like, all right, let's chill here. Yep. And I'm like, it's a true story. My wife's father passes, rest his soul. She's at his funeral. And I call you and I say, I'm going to need you to sign oh, something. Yeah. Remember? I was still in the, at the hospital with yeah. him. When and he I'm like, me. hey, I know you guys are busy. Now, is that me trying to be disrespectful or rude? No. That's just if you know me, that's Gerald being Gerald. Right. And he's not worrying about your problems. He's trying to grow the business. Right. But And I can't turn it off. In all honesty, as I was going up there to basically say my goodbyes, mm-hmm. I was on the phone with our plumber. Right. And I know you would do the, the same thing if like you'd be like, hold on just a second. Um, I can... Yes, and you have to be, but there are other people that would be 
my father passed. Four fucking months of inactivity. They're laying on the couch. Boo fucking who, right? And that takes them out, dude. They can't progress. I think that... Like the, any interruption in their life. The Oh, my son broke his arm. We can't do real estate now. Or, you know, anything that happens that's adverse... Right. ...would keep them from and if you but and if you look at that though you know i'm just looking at my friends that are business owners Mm -hmm. and that i've known for years tanya's dad um passed away passed away yeah due to cancer she worked every day up she until never that missed point. a beat on that. She did not miss a beat you on just that cry at when work. it came to taking care of her family mm-hmm. and the business. And it was... Dude, I, I've lost count the number of times yeah. I've been crying painting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. So it's also a lifeline in a sense, meaning it's what gets me through a lot of times. Not to say there's shit tons of bad things about rental properties and problems and issues and it'll cause disruptions you're going to miss meals and not be able to go on a thing you planned or you can't go on this trip because now there's a an emergency at the house like those things happen but it also is a uh, it, it gives you a, a place of, of uh, to go to emotionally physically financially yeah, i mean security i if i didn't have the houses that we were working on mm-hmm. um when ethan passed yeah, it could have spiraled into some... I wouldn't have gotten out of bed. Right. Yeah. And I tell people this, the reason... They're going to... St- I'm going to have to... Let's stop this. It's not getting up to because of the money. Um, right. And, and it's getting up to... It, Too many devices. You know, it's it's not about get, just getting up to make money. Right. Especially during these times. It's a psychological thing. Um, it gave both of us a place to go. Mm-hmm. To... It gives meaning to life, is, a, is another way of saying it. Even, you know... Yeah, purpose, I mean... Purpose, maybe, more than meaning. Maybe purpose is a better word. Yeah, some people go to therapy, and I was a therapist, guys. Right. Um... My therapy is painting. If yeah. I'm angry about something, if I'm upset about something, if I'm stressed out about something, to be honest, going and painting calms me. And we say painting, that's our generic term for working. It could right. be fixing a floor. It could be whatever fixing a door handle. I mean, it could be whatever <laughs> we're doing, remodeling, right. which usually involves a lot of painting. Right. But, because that's the easiest way to make things look good. But it's, it's, it becomes um, it. It becomes the one thing that it's like that a coping tool. Yeah, I mean, very much so. It is. Um, it becomes the the. It grounds me. Brings order to life. Right. And it brings um, maybe if you catch a time where you're floating, you don't know which direction to go. Which I've been there many times. I know I got to go do this. Right. <laughs> you know, and then along the way of doing that, I have an idea. 
or or something else comes along, you know. Right, you know, and even with when when I was a social worker, and and you know, I I really enjoyed working with the kids that I worked with. It wasn't the thing that gave me right um, that I I knew I I had to get up and I had to go do this. Um, you know, it was it it didn't ground me the way that our business together grounds me. Um, because it, it isn't just a job. Right. Cause, and you own it. You can't be fired. Right. <laughs> no one can take it from Though you. Though I have tried yours. many times to yeah, be we fired. Try to, try to fire ourselves. <laughs> we joke about that. You're fired. But it also is a creative outlet. Yes. If you're an artistic type person, like I'm constantly, it's more of a joke, but I'm always like, uh, are we home repairing or remodeling or are we... Arts and crafting. We're crafting on occasion. Because <laughs> sometimes she gets into arts and crafts, like starts making yes. a chandelier thing. And I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with rental properties? <laughs> and, and I always joke, if it's not from Home Depot or Lowe's, well, it's not I could, it's I not could have spent $500 on that light <laughs> fixture or mm-hmm. the $30 I spent. Yeah. And, and we've done a lot of things where get on Facebook Marketplace, find an old vanity. desk, vanity, that we end up putting into a bathroom where she sands it, restains it, we varnish it, and then we put a vessel sink on top, and then she gets a cool mirror from Michaels, and it just makes the bathroom right. beautiful. And the whole thing we got a hundred bucks in, yeah, which would have been seven hundred dollars at a at a box store. Oh, easy, right? Because just a base at at a Home Depot for a vanity, which is just pressed wood and crap, crap, um, is you're looking at upwards of three four hundred for that one that we did how much nicer is it to go to an auction or an antique store garage sale and just get a nice table sand it down clean it and put it in there it makes it so much classier takes more time yes and how much how many times on our back porch is there some furniture being worked on a table and that ends up going into a rental yes or something yeah she's always doing that stuff um or we find something so you get your outlet on creativity well and not only that but it's it it, the cost of these things is astronomical in what they really are um you know a piece of fine furniture is one thing it's you know solid wood beautiful blah 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 and then there's press wood Mm -hmm. and it's crap and it's going to get destroyed and so the amount of money that you save by doing some of these craft projects um, I mean, I've saved you thousands, thousands. of dollars. I mean, tens of thousands. Of on thousands. one property. Right. So, yeah, get off my back about the crafting. Yeah. I no, craft. for sure. But <laughs> And a um, lot of the stuff I do buy at Home Depot. Right. And so then it's no longer a craft project. Right. Then it's legitimate rehabbing. <laughs> if, it's, if it's at Home Depot, it's legit. In real, in real, and these these I, these houses create side hustles. I had a video where I talked about this. If you have ten rentals, you've just created a twenty to thirty thousand dollar a year side hustle. Like, Dan manages our properties. When I say man, she keeps the paperwork, keeps the leases, deals with the tenants, shows the properties, collects the rent, right? Mm-hmm. Does all of that Does stuff. All the books that would cost it with the number of properties we have which now we have hired a manager for our shit in Florida, which we haven't talked about, but that's a good eight, 15, 18 to $2,000 a month. 
the property manager on all the properties in Huntsville, right. they would get 10% right. minimum. Minimum. On all those properties. Yeah. So they're at least getting 1500 bucks a month or more. Yeah. Right? If not more. And... Well, and that's just a property manager. Then you still have to have an, a, you know, um, a bookkeeper well, to and, get that in order to then give it to the accountant to get that in order. And, and the manager's going to charge you to go look at what's broken. Right. They're not going to go over They're there for be free. They're going to you anyway, bugging right. you about crap. And things that you could have just walked over and picked up and put in your truck and took to the dump next time. And, you know, yes, the property in, in, in Florida has but that's a different company. Game. Yeah, different, different game. game. Um, but I want to meet the people that I am showing the house to. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I can determine whether or not I want that person to live in my house. Are they going to destroy it? Um, are they going to not pay their rent on time? It's almost impossible to calculate the value of that. Because if, if your property manager puts in one bad tenant, right, the damage that could be done right. versus you not putting in a bad tenant, I mean, the spread, could, it could be tens of right. thousands. And in all these years, we've kicked out one person. We've, we've never actually had to file a legitimate eviction. No. We've started to. Right. On one property. So that tells me that's... We didn't get right. fucking lucky for twenty years. No, and it's our process. And and you have to you have to look at things like what their car looked like. Mm-hmm. Should we? And not if it's an old car. Guys, we look them up on Facebook, yeah. social media, and if they're I go straight to social. You know. Um and there's things that are legal and illegal, but nobody can stop you for the things you don't say out loud. Meaning right. there's fair housing acts and there's laws and there's rules about what you can do and can't do. I get that. But they can't make you pick an applicant. No. So if you don't find an applicant that meets your standard, fuck the government right. standard, your standard. Right. You don't rent it. No, and I, you know, I don't... It can sit empty. I don't care if you're black, white, purple, green. No, it's not I like don't that. Care. It's the best person. If you pull up and your car, mm -hmm. inside your car, I glimpse in and it looks like a trash heap i'm not renting my house to no because you. you know what the house is gonna look like yes exactly and if you look and it's like spotless and dude's getting out and he's got his hair cut and i you're like all right maybe it's a little too nice this guy might be high maintenance right. that's another thing or, right or or <laughs> and i cannot express this enough meet every person right that is going to be living in that house we, we do this and i don't know if other landlords do this we have to meet everyone to include the animals. Yes. We meet the dogs. Yes. Most, and if your dog is a fucking lunatic, when I meet it, right. that means your dog's lunatic. Well, kids the same way. Right. And so we, and this is a hassle. We've made people come back two or three times. Right. To meet them. We're trying to narrow it down. The, the one time, and they didn't destroy the house or anything. He just pissed me off. Right. I met the couple. He was only there for, what, five minutes. Mm -hmm. He was on lunch break. I liked her. Everything was fine. Everything, background check, credit check, the whole bit. Everything was fine. And we rented to them, and it was within, what, two months? Mm -hmm. He's calling about the air conditioner going out on Christmas Day. 
We live in a small town. Nobody's coming to fix the air conditioner. Didn't really need AC during Christmas anyway. Not a huge thing. Throw on some fans if you're that hot. But you're not going to get somebody in our town to come out on Christmas Day to fix an AC. Right. And... I think there are places out in the world that actually have people that work. But he felt like that was unacceptable. That was unacceptable. And he had the worst machismo is the only term I can think of. Attitude. And he, I wanted, I literally wanted to throw a punch him. So I called Gerald. Yeah. I said, you need to come over and talk to this man. Because I'm going to kill him, and then I'm going to be in county, and you're going to have to come bail me out. Um, if we don't like him, we move them and, and I screwed that up, because I didn't insist upon talking to him. Longer than five Longer minutes. than five minutes. Right. We didn't get to know the real person. Right. And that was, that was 100% on me, because I didn't take check, the time. Check their social. You know, they may be involved in things that you don't think are right. Right. Um, they may be on their... Ba- I mean, we've had them where they're on their bad math and their landlord. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb idea if you're a renter, by the way. Yeah. We get that a lot. Because we go look. Right. We get that a lot. Well, when they're talking to me. Mm-hmm. They'll badmouth their landlord. That's a dumb idea, guys. Because right. there's two sides to every story. And maybe they're right. Maybe their landlord was a douchebag. It's not to say right. there's not bad landlords. And I've had them say really horrid things about the landlord. And then they told me who the landlord was. And we and knew like, about the landlord. So, yeah. yeah it was. We are like, oh, okay. But right. it's still... It's like playing for a job and in the interview, you're bad math in your last job. It's a bad strategy. Right. Um, if, if they just start telling you all their life problems, those are red flags. Like it should be a very cordial, friendly meeting. You should say, oh, they seem like nice right. people. That's about as far as it, you know. Oh, they'll tell me all sorts of I stuff. I don't want to hear about their like, childhood trauma. And, you know, the moment they start telling you I'm a single mom and I'm barely, like all that shit, right. like that ends up bad. And. Just a word of advice, whoever is in charge of managing the properties can't be the person that has a bleeding heart for every little story. <clears throat> right. I tend to lean more toward that. I'm, I'm easily, um, not as much anymore, but when I, we first started, we first that started. was a trait of mine. Yes. Um, he I'm, would, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. Like, I don't seem that way maybe on Instagram a lot, but I do Instagram because I, I, I think I genuinely want to help people. Like, I'll sit and – she's constantly – like, I'll do a one-on-one and I charge them for an hour. And two hours later, she yeah. comes down and goes, dude, it's been two hours. Yeah. I like yeah, helping people. <laughs> I like talking to them. I'll sit and tell a stranger how to buy real estate if they'll listen. I've lost them to Bourbon Street many right. times. Many, many times. A complete time. stranger. They don't know who I am. They don't know I've written books. And they get a one-on-one seminar with Gerald Peters, and I don't know what they do with it when they walk away, but I hope they're like me. They're like, dude, one time I met a guy, and he showed me how to buy. Like, I'm hoping they tell that story. I believe in the butterfly effect, though. I believe, like, I could do something for you. That causes you to have means or resources to do something for someone else, and their kid becomes president. Directly, not... All the way, but I played a part in that through that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we're only three people away from knowing Elon Musk or some shit. You know, that That's, con- that weird. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe in that. I believe there's something to that. Um, it's that what we were talking about earlier. It's better to give than to receive, you know, that concept. But I say what you give, my twist on that is what you, you give away, you get to keep. Right. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, you can't be, you can't have the person that's saying, hey, rent is due, be the person that will cave on every sad story. Right. And you're not in the subsidy of housing business. Like our job isn't to provide low income housing for people never raise their rent because, oh, poor Sally has right. that. That's not your job. Your job is the owner of an asset and your job is to protect the house. Because right. in the beginning, you helped a lot with dealing with the tenants in the very beginning, the first two mm-hmm. houses. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to take that away from you. That's that pa- back to the beginning. We were talking about division of labor. Right. Try things. Divide it up. You get this. I get this. I'm going to worry about this. You worry about that. If you're both worried about everything, you're going to overload yourself. Right. And then as you realize, dude, I suck at this. Yeah. Maybe switch this with me and I'll do that. Right. Because I didn't care about her story. Right. I and and, this, and she's I'm the social not, worker. Yeah, I. <laughs> she's like, I know there's means out there. You're just being lazy. Yeah, you no. could have fixed this and if was, you wanted to. It right. was this whole thing of she had cancer and blah 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 blah, and she couldn't pay the rent. But she had two adult males living in the house, right. and and all I'm thinking of was, well, let's see. Uh, my mom had cancer. She's right. recovering from cancer. My dad got kidnapped all in the same month, and the phone bill needed to be paid. Right. And it got paid. Yes. Um, so that we could actually have a phone conversation with, I don't know, powers that be mm-hmm. for getting Kenny back. But, it, so for me, I was coming from a different place. Don't sit there and tell me and whine to me about, oh, this and this and this. I don't care. You're first... And foremost thing in life right. is to pay your rent, your mortgage, keeping a roof over your head to ensure that your children or yourself or whoever has a place to live. People struggle with that because I, I think they get mixed up what their purpose is. Their priorities. What the priority is. You're an owner of an asset and your job is to make that asset as nice as mm-hmm. feasibly possible within reason. Right. So that you can get a market fair value rent. And what we want to provide is a nicer house than what we charge. Which we do. We do. So we're already Especially being generous. In Huntsville. Dear Lord. Right. We're already being generous. Right. And the people that I'm renting to probably cannot afford this home. Right. If they had to put a down payment down, go get a mortgage. I've done all that for them. Well, and they couldn't afford it at the rent that would be required if it were just a rental. Right. With other landlords. Right. In, in our town, means our rents are lower than most. Right. And nicer. And way nicer. And way nicer. Um, you know why? Because we don't have managers. Because we yeah. make more money because we don't pay managers and we don't pay repair people. Right. So we have more flexibility in what we can get for rent. It's okay if we get $25 a month less. Right. But I'm also going to keep my, my average uh, tenant uh, rental time is five years. Five years. That's average across all of our houses. Right. And we have basic rule. You have to pay or leave. Right. No, I don't give a fuck what happened in your life. No, because there's somebody else that could be really happy to have that place. Right. We're not here to subsidize that. I'm not going to call you when I have problems in my life. Mm -mm. You don't call me when you have problems in your life. And if something breaks, I promise you as the landlord, as as the owner, it's my responsibility to fix it. 
and it does and it at the same time as a landlord i can't say oh i'd like to but i'm not feeling good today no i don't get to say that or i'm sad so i don't get to i'm not going to get on your refrigerator like no. that's not an option no same with them they don't get the option not to pay and i don't get the option not to fix right and and if we both or follow I'm busy that, today right or I'll, i'm with my friend like no 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 i i had text messages during mardi gras Probably not the best time right. to text so me. Right. So when we say we work every day, I was is, busy, but right. That's why we. Um, um, yeah, man. It's it's it's. Yeah. And back to that thing we said. The reason we get up, I get up, and I believe this is the only way to accumulate a lot. To get a lot of properties is hard. It took us a lot of work. It's, it's a hard. lot of work, and a lot of people are struggling to get one. Now, guys, think about two. Now, think about three. Now, go 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and think on that for a second and do it in a 20-year period or less. This is a project every year, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and to be a social worker, a prison guard, and then now have no job. Like, this is some skills, you know? And it's teamwork is it's what teamwork, it is. It's teamwork. It's lifestyle. Right. It's a total commitment. And the reason I get up in the morning is to acquire real estate or buy stocks. And then everything else trickles down. Oh, fuck, I gotta pay taxes. That's an afterthought, even though it's gotta be done. And it goes in that order. Acquire houses, buy dividend stocks, fuck, I gotta pay taxes. Oh wait, I gotta go to the dentist. Right. And I'll put off going to the dentist if oh, we have you, a- Yeah, you always right. put stuff off. Like I mean, that. when I fucked my knee up, I wasn't going to get my knee fixed. I'm working on this house. Right. The house always comes first. Right. And when you, and I get it, that's a fucked up way for some people when they see that, they're like, oh, that's kind of back. I get that. But I promise you, if you do that, what'll happen is you're going to acquire a lot of them. They're going to give you a, a, a wealth, financial independence, where later in life, you can be available to those people and you could drop a hat, go visit your kid in college or Go spend vacate like you don't right, have but the, the thing constraints. Is, is, you know, they, they might think it's fucked up, but the, the thing is, is that's our job right. is to ensure that these properties are maintained and are continuing to make money. That is our job. So if you have a job outside your home and you know, mm-hmm. real, it's not your own business, but it's it's an you go to work for somebody else, you still have to show up. Yes. If you want to keep the job, which means you're going to get paid. Right. Well, I'm sh- we're showing up to keep the job to get paid mm-hmm. because we don't want to have to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to get ready to go to work. Right. And we did work jobs. And the only reason I worked a job or worked for anyone or ever to took money, money from another person was to get money to buy real estate or buy stocks. Right. Oh, along the way, I got to pay bills. Right. And that was always the second thought. I mean, how many times have we like, hey, we, you, we owe, and you were telling me something that we owe. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I got to go get some money. Because the, I bought Bitcoin, or I put money into my SEP IRA, or I've, I've invested ourselves broke our entire life. Yep. And then there's times where I'm like, okay, this month I cannot do that. Yep. Not that I don't want to. It's killing me. Yeah. Today, right now, this moment, I was going to buy some shares of whatever. And I'm like, God damn it. Cause we were, we're trying, we spent, we went broke again Buying. at 52 years old, worth Buying. millions of dollars. We went totally fucking broke. Yeah. But it's really buying nice a beach property. Condo. 
Yeah. It's really a nice property. It's really nice. And that's and a true story, guys. Like, we left there, and I'm fucking nervous. It's not renting at first. Yeah. We don't have any cash. Instagram and, banned well, and, me. And that's... <laughs> Remember? That's like, God. what the fuck is happening? Everything was great, and now everything's falling apart. Well, and the funny part is, is that you're all on board to purchase, an, you know, get mm-hmm. the money together, purchase something else, blah, 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 blah. And then you're... And we're all in. And... I get nervous on mm. the the buying of it, and then once we purchased it, then I'm like, okay, I'm all in. I get it ready. It's going to rent. We made a right decision. Boom, boom, boom. It's renting. It's doing good. But as we're walking away from the condo, for example, you're freaking out about, oh, I was shit, nervous, yeah. how are we going to pay for all of this? I had no fear. None. I had absolute confidence that that unit was going to be rented end of conversation and i mean that has come to fruition yeah it's me i'm the one that freaks out going in mm-hmm. for the cost but once you tell me this is what we're doing it is funny we do it backwards <laughs> i'm all gung-ho to buy 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 and then the moment we buy i'm like what the fuck yeah, did we just do we're all in and now we're i have no money yeah. <laughs> i'm all in a panic yeah. And then, but by that point, <laughs> I've got it ready to be rented, and I know it's going to make money. Yes. I have confidence and once you and I put our final stamp on it, it will be rented. Be it a house, be it a condo, whatever, it will be rented. And yes. I don't fear that. We've never had a problem renting. That's a fear that I get from people sometimes. What if nobody rents it? To me, that's like... Eel. Well, but, if you have a shitty product, nobody's going to rent it. If you have a nice product right. at a reasonable rate, people are going to rent it. We've ne- we've never encountered. I think the longest we've ever gone, w- maybe one or two times, was a house set vacant for two months. Yeah, it sits more vacant from us working on it than not. And being typically, rented. that was because of well, in Huntsville, it's because of the time of year, because it's a it's college, a college town. town, so there's transition. Um, so there is big transition, and like we've got two coming open at the end of August. Well, by then, we're already going to have college students have already gotten their properties. So, so you, but, rent, you rent to college kids? Aren't you scared they'll damage the property sitting there and smoke <laughs> weed and play video games? You know what? If you're sitting there smoking weed and playing video games, you're <laughs> going to do less fuck what damage doing to my house. property than if you have three yeah. kids or two dogs or a combination of all of the above. Or, or... If you're a bougie little female that mommy and daddy have taken care of everything. Yeah. We don't like renting to college girls. Not to say we don't. No, because I... Well, we do. The, most of the college girls that we rent to now are working on like PhDs and shit. They have mm, jobs. They're older. No. Well, Ethan's friend, but we know her. Yeah. We know she's um, responsible. Because the PhDs were still screwing shit right. up. So... We've just no, had a lot of problem with I college hate girls. running to women. Yeah, we've had a lot of problem with unless women. Unless they're period. older women that actually remember what a scrub brush is to clean mm-hmm. and don't use wipes to clean a tub. Yeah, um. it's we, we really have had more problem with women than men. And, 100%. And my wife will agree with that and they get very they tend to either <gasps> can't believe you would talk to me like yeah because they're wonderful like little daughters are just so very busy with right. their school if you work. call their dads they're like my daughter would never do that it's like yeah the your daughter she would didn't. yeah yeah it's um yeah so we we rent to college kids we don't do per room rentals no 
I would if I was 30 and hustling, trying to make the most money. I would, looking back. Yeah, I wouldn't be managing it for you. I, I mean, I'm saying I would if I didn't have – I'm just saying, the circumstances are – I don't think you can have hard and fast rules like that. If a person's 30 and they're trying to make the most money and they don't make a lot of money and they have this asset and you could get two times the rent by renting to rooms, I'd be happy to run a lease on people to rooms. I'm not saying I want to do that for my whole career, but I would do that. You and you, yeah. I mean, I would, but but I'm again. I get up. I'm trying to grow this business. I, that's exactly what I would do. And people ask me that all the time. What about trailers? Fuck yeah, I'd buy a trailer. Buy whatever will make yeah. money. If it's making money in the beginning, you need to make money. Right. See, and that's where you and I differ. Yeah, I would not rent out rooms to anybody because then you've got the bickering and the crap, and then you, all you I, are. I would. I would have a no bickering law. I know, well, you know. Yeah, but you wouldn't be the one dealing with it. I know. Right? I'm just saying, like, don't we? We shouldn't shut people down from opportunities. No, if somebody else has the if you're 26 to do things, and you're willing to hustle, I would I rent don't. fucking tables if they'll pay me. Like, yeah. no, I no. If somebody else has the 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 trailer houses, I'd rent anything. And, and like, I meet people they're in California, they're like, oh, everything's so expensive. And then I go look, and I'm like, these trailers cash flow. Like, why does it have to be a stick-built house? Like, expand your and thinking I know, a little bit. And I know people that have made a lot of money Hell and they yeah. have trailer houses. Hell that's yeah. That's what they rent. And they, but that's just not what I want. Right. But if I lived in California, I would be looking at alternative right. rental things. I'd be looking at Airbnb. Right. If I'd I, do tiny homes before I'd do a trailer I'd be looking house. at tiny homes. Like, I won't take it's too expensive in my area as a fucking excuse. No. I would get up tomorrow with the intent that I am buying property. Or go one county over for Christ's sakes. Right. Still within driving distance. Still where you can know what the neighborhood is like, what the people are like. Go drive around. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. You don't have to be in West Hollywood. No, my buddy you know? Nick is in New Jersey area. Right. My uh, there's a guy been in our Money Flow gang. I met him in New York. He's in the Discord group. He's in my group, and uh, you know he, same thing. When I met him, he's like, property's too expensive in New York, and I'm like. How many have you walked? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, how many have you actually went in the building? Right. And he's like, well, there's something like, dude, just trust me on this. Start walking them. Right. Well, guess what happens? Through one thing, meeting another. Boom. Here's one that this will actually cash flow. Right. He buys a property in New York well, fucking city that cash flows. And a lot of times, too, that it, it's, it's honestly just getting to meet the people. Right. And networking and they see your and they see your your hustling look that you really want right. one they're going to get you a deal that maybe before it even hits we've or, had multiple right opportunities to buy <clears throat> on properties before they even went to market mhm because of the people that we met while we were walking around right. looking at properties and you know i don't know that won't maybe, happen maybe to someone who's half committed maybe we're weird though because you know you and I, I mean, hell, we walk around here in New Orleans and it's like we're constantly stopping, pulling up, what is the cost of that? Mm-hmm. What could we rent that for? Is it a feasible option? We would do this on weekends and drive around and go look at properties and where other people are at the lake or whatever. And maybe we're weird, mm-hmm. but I would much rather spend my day right. looking at investment properties or the potential for an investment property than going to the lake or going fishing. Right. I or, want to go to the lake I love going as a celebration lake. for closing on that deal. Right. 
And we do that a lot. Like right. when we get this house up and ready, we're going on a trip. Right. We go to the beach. We're not going to the beach until this fucking thing is done. Do I get more than one day at the beach this time? Yes, you get more than one day at the beach. But that's... (laughs) She's being serious. I am being serious. We own a beach house and I'm like, hey, we gotta go. He was on the beach every day with the excuse that he had to... um, Do content on the beach. Do content for Instagram. (laughs) While I was in the unit getting it ready to be rented. And I got finally had to call bullshit and took one day and went to the beach. That was my one day for working right so but no i would rather go to the lake or the beach or wherever after i've completed the house or purchased or whatever but and and i get it people want to spend time with their family and their friends that's fine yeah i love spending time with my family helping me paint (laughs) if they're not helping me paint i don't know that i want to spend time with them Right? Is that true? That's true, right? Like of me. There, yes. <laughs> that is true of there me. There are occasions, though, that I've been able to drag you away right. long enough to spend I, a but day. But people think I'm kidding when I family. say these things. I'm like, dude, if family comes to my house, often you'll turn around and I'm gone. What do you mean often? Often. Most of the time, right? It's not that I don't. I, it's not that I don't value time with family. I just know how valuable time is. Ladies and gentlemen... Please know that it doesn't matter the holiday, the occasion. Right. Within five minutes of any family stepping foot into our home, mm-hmm. he is gone. Right. Because I don't want to talk not about entertain. the weather, football, no. other bullshit they're no. going to talk about. No. It's it's just too much precious time spent <laughs> with your brain going, you know, and I just don't have time for that. No, and you turn around, you look, and he's gone. And you're like, where the hell did he go? Mm-hmm. And he's either in the office working. <laughs> like the last time I was with your mom. I don't know if it's because of her age. She just doesn't notice, you know? Because her mom's 80-something. So I got earbuds in. And I cannot hear her at all because I'm listening to, like, some content or Jordan Peterson or something. And I would just nod. <laughs> I have no idea what she's Person saying. You that to me too. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, I'm just, maybe I got a disorder. But, but, and you said maybe it's people like us, like you said that in the beginning. But everyone that we've met who've been, who've built up some real estate or some wealth in a business or in stocks, there's right. a lot of ways to get, build wealth. It doesn't have to be real estate. No. It doesn't have to be stocks. It, it could be a calm. We've done both. I'm, I'm rare in that I'm, fixated on both right most people are fixated on one and but where was i going oh oh the people that i meet they're like us like robert is fucking weird right Mm -hmm. he's my friend and because he's fucking weird like we are we hit it off he knew the price of two by fours i know from friday i know and i said what about drywall he goes are you talking about you know half inch or three quarters because three quarter inches blah 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 per sheet and like that's weird. And when that he was here, weird. remember he was talking about they were, but pulling it makes up, sense. they were pulling up Realtor app and they were looking right. at the price of that. Like his brain does exactly like ours. Joey and Paul do that too. Right. Wherever they go, they're looking at the prices of housing. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's not for them to do rentals anymore. It's for them to purchase. For themselves and shit. For themselves. Right. But they don't have to ever work again. So It's also just an intellectual thing. Because when I would hang out with Paul, we'd be somewhere and he'd be like, how much you think they make? Like, like his brain would right. go into that too, and he'd be like, "Man, I should buy one of these." And I'm like, 
dude, you'd make like 200 a month. And he goes, yeah, that's good, right? And I'm like, you're rich. Why the fuck would <laughs> but you? But he's always trying to figure out how to make money. Always. Yeah, I'm like, Does your wife matter spends that much? a day on massages. You're not going to buy a... Because I have this, this... And this is our rich friend, and like he, he's always doing this too. And he's talking about buying rental houses. Right. And, I, and he's the guy that taught me. To go and, back to doing rentals. Yeah, and I'm like, Paul, you're worth like excess of 10 million. A rental property in your life is like a speed bump. Yes. 200 bucks is nothing. Right. You need to buy... But that's where his brain is that's where his brain 24 Because that's what started it for him. That's how they were able to build their business is they bought houses. Right. They got equity. They worked on it. They lived in the property they lived while they it. were working on them. Right. And then once the property was ready, then they would find the next property, rent the one they were mm-hmm. in, and go start over again on the first one. They, what they, today, kids call that house hacking. Right. They were house hacking before it had a name. Right. I don't know how he knew to do that. And then they took the equity from the five or six, seven deals, wherever they had, and rolled it into a business that went right. on to make them millions well, and, and millions of dollars. And Jolene went, she went and got a realtor's license mm-hmm. after like the first one. Two people. Because the amount of money they spent on a realtor. Right. And so she was like, well, screw this. I'll go do that. Right. So they painted, they right. lived in it to work on it. And so the basis of his wealth came, and he knows this. Right. Real estate. And then he was able to parlay that yeah. into something else. Because he was working at a um, factory. American Can. American Can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a factory worker, a girl that, did she even graduate high school? Yeah, she only graduated high school. But she didn't go to college right no. now. Got a realtor's license. Mm-hmm. And they parlayed that into. And she came from a single parent millions home, and millions no money. And we're, I mean, and I mean rich, not yeah. bullshit rich. No. They, like real money. Yeah, no. Not like paper millionaire like i'm a we're paper millionaires like you don't have a million dollars to sit in checking some people have a million dollars sitting in checking that's real millionaires she did yeah i mean that's their cush fund yeah they got an extra million just in case well, that was one of her rules right then for him to be investing in others because she was her and paul are very similar to us in the mm-hmm. in the fact that he was the one always the wheels were always spinning, trying to figure out how to make the money, more money. Mm-hmm. And she, she and I were very similar in, we were like, uh-huh. Let's keep uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Well, that's fine, but I'm going to keep this chunk. Right. So that I have my safety and security net. And then once you guys would come up with a legitimate idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> then we were in. And Jolene was like that too with Paul. And that's when they started the the assisted living facility, and and then they sold that one. Then they started another one. They sold that one. Right. And this is their third or fourth one that they just sold. Been very successful. The root of all that is real estate. Um, Constantly out there looking what's available, where it's available, knowing the area. And they could, and and this is important. They could not have done that if they'd have tied their money up in a Roth IRA, or in a four hundred one k. Not that those are bad things, because I have a SEP IRA, you have an IRA, but because I hear this advice a lot, they tell get started soon as early, you know, early as possible. Blah blah blah. Yeah, okay, that makes sense over a long period of time, maybe with some money. But that needs to line up what your goal in life is. Right. 
if your goal is to own a business or be involved in real estate, you don't want money tied up in a fucking Roth IRA. That's dumb. That's not your goal. Because if you you can add to that after you've gotten right, that's what I'm saying. They get they get the shit out of order because if you load up a Roth, you can't get to the money. Now you can't buy the real estate. If you bought the real estate, you got money. You can max out the Roth. Right. And and so they get the order wrong. Not to say you shouldn't be putting some money aside. No, repetition is mother of skill. So, I mean, a little bit fine. But if you're putting all that money into something that you can't access to, you're 60, 65. You're never. You're good. not going to build wealth in the early because you need to front load that 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 uh, curb, which was that video that you helped me make. I was trying to make about getting as much oh. early on as you can, and that to me that's real estate because you get to leverage yourself. That's the beauty of right. real estate; you get to leverage early on. I mean, but it it I don't know. again it goes back to the bigger picture. Be it when you're looking at a house and the shithole it is. To what you know you can turn it into, mm-hmm. to working your ass off, not doing all these things that you think you need to do when you're younger, to being able to look to the later part in life where it's like, I'm very comfortable, I can go do what I want to do when I want to do it. Mm. And you know, it's again, it's just big picture view of things. Look 20 years down the road, not mm-hmm. two years. Right. We're building forever. That's how I like to say it. I buy stocks to hold forever, and that's how I'm thinking about it. Um, and I want to be uh, – sometimes I tell people, like, uh, I want to be rich today, which means I have to keep my money. Mm-hmm. I have to invest it today. But I want to be really rich later. And obviously <laughs> that's going to compound and grow over time. But sometimes some people, when you say – you're going to be rich in 20 years. That's so far away that they can't get started. And if they do get started, it's so fucking tiny. You know, there was a guy who tweeted, and, and this is to me, and I could tell by the response that people had, they are fucking clueless on building wealth. They have been lied to their whole life. This guy tweeted that even though the stock market's down, and I covered up his name, I didn't want to embarrass him. That even though the stock market's down, I continue to put five hundred a month into my, you know, Roth IRA. And I was like, "All right, good for you, poor man." And they were like, "What do you mean?" I was like, first off, five hundred a month is nothing. Right? You're fucking broke. You put five hundred a month. It would take six years to even get the money for a down payment on a house. Right. What we do, we put twenty percent down. Right. At five hundred a month, it would take us six fucking years. Now, we bought two houses in the first year, and then we buy houses every year. So if I follow this guy's strategy that he's bragging about, right? but here's what, I read all the comments. Oh, good for you, man, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, and I'm like, they're lost. Well, they really don't they understand. They don't know what a Roth IRA is, for one. But they thought it was good. Yeah, I know. And, and, they- I, and I took the other side of that. I'm like, guys, this is fucking terrible. Yeah. And you would not believe all the responses I got on Instagram. Well, it's all he can do, man. Shut fuck you. I'm trying to tell you the truth. And you're making, they're like cheerleading mediocrity. They're cheerleading because, you know this, you, you read those sports about the landlords, all the oh landlords, like it's those people. Right. And it's like, no, you need someone to tell you the reason that you can't buy a home is you have bad credit, no fucking money, 
and you live to consume everything you make. Right. That's you know that's why. And and I I I think that people can't look at that twenty year down the road concept over two days because everything has become so immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. They want a house immediately. Well, maybe you're not ready for a house. Right. They want the job that's bringing in six figures. Well, maybe you're not ready for that because you have zero experience. Yeah, I never had that job. Um, you know, it, everybody wants everything right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they want a lot. So you've got to switch that want. It needs to be, I want stocks that pay dividends. I want real estate. I want land. When you switch those wants to that. I wanted security. Mm-hmm. More than anything else, I wanted security. And for me, real estate was security. Right. Um, nothing against you, <laughs> my dear. But um, if you weren't around, I could continue my real estate. Mm-hmm. And I could continue to make a living off of my real estate. Right. And then my real estate would then take care of me when I got older. So you're saying real estate equips your family to provide for themselves. Yes. When one of the spouses is gone. Yes. It also sets your children up to be abundantly rich. Well, and I'm not at the the mood or the whim or whatever of a supervisor at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little opinionated. Right. I frequently don't play well with others mm-hmm. because I think they're stupid. Which a lot of people drawn <laughs> into this world of entrepreneurism, <laughs> real investing, things like that tend to be. And so for I, I, I've got a better shot of blowing out at a job working right. for somebody else because I got in a fight with my supervisor because I thought my supervisor was a twat. Then because you can't win that fight, you can win the fight against the the uh, bad tenant. Yeah, legally on your right. side, it's eventually mine. you're going to win. It's my house. At your job, you're probably not going to win. Correct. And so I'm way better off having right. real estate. You're way better off, man. Um, and I, and I like again, I like the freedoms it allows us to be able to have mm-hmm. um, above and beyond the security of it. Um, it's. It's not only something for me to do every day, mm-hmm. but it's something that allows me, I don't have to start doing it until 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, which sometimes is really hard because your contractor wants to be there at seven. But it, it's freedom. And it, it takes seven, this is what I tell people, it takes seven to 10 years of living for it. Mm-hmm. To build a base, to build it big enough where it, it can start to sustain you. Right. And people live and die for way less. You know, I mean, I mean, like give their life to a job or something that's ultimately gives them way less in the end. Right. Which a lot of times they don't even like. Right. Because sometimes people like, like it's a sacrifice to save your money, to buy a property. And I'm like, dude... If you were going to be the lead guitarist in some unknown band, you're going to spend seven right. years on the road hoping you get a deal, right. hoping you get a contract, right? Living below your means, living poor, sleeping on couches. Like if you study any artist, any whatever, the sacrifice they made to get there, 
And this is a game that regular people can get in. We don't have to be good musicians or rappers or movie stars. Right. Anybody can play this, man. 100%. Yeah. We probably should wrap there. And hey, um, if you guys enjoyed this, let us know. And uh, maybe. If you didn't enjoy us, let her. Yeah. Just shut up. Let, <laughs> let me know that too. And maybe uh, we can talk Dean into coming back on here more. And. Um, my podcasts are very freestyle, so we don't really follow an outline. So we just kind of take it as we go. So there's a lot of questions I didn't ask her that I was going to ask her, but we can eventually get to all of that in the future. Um, it's good to bring ladies on. I don't get a lot of ladies that are involved in real estate that'll even come on a podcast or do a um, virtually none. That'll mm -hmm. that even in the trading world that trade they don't they don't want to come on. I don't know. I know. I wish Tony would come on. She'd be awesome. Yeah, there's so many powerful women out there. It's 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 cool. But it's it, and it's probably my follower makeup. Seventy percent men. That's probably why. Um, but let us know, man. I appreciate you listening. Um, anything you want to end with? Any pearls of wisdom? You you dumped a whole bunch of them already. Pearls of wisdom. Pearls of wisdom, like little pearls. pearls of wisdom. Carry around little pearls that you just. Here's you a pearl. Here's you a little pearl of wisdom. If you're gonna make this work, it has to be a partnership. Yeah, teamship partnership is super important. Yep. And crafting does count. Crafting counts. Crafting is good. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's we we really covered the yeah. diversity of labor, bringing in your family. Um. You know, being committed to it, meaning you're, you're, you're committed. It, it will free you. This, what, what I advocate, what I teach will set you free financially. Fast for some people, like my friend Chris Johnson did it fast. Mm -hmm. Blake did it fast. These are guys that I, you know, played a part in their life by teaching them what I knew. Got rich fast. Other people, it may take longer. It's a fractal game. But... I promise you, every 60-year-old out there who's sitting at home retired wishes they had 10 or 12 properties. Yes. Their life would be much better. And it, I mean... Just liquidating them and taking all that equity home would make their life better. Yeah. That's what I mean by... I mean, and that's... I mean, you talk about <clears throat> exit strategy. And we're still trying to figure that out. We don't have the answer to the exit <laughs> strategy yet. Right. Although I get lots of suggestions from people that don't even own two houses. Well, and you've gotten my suggestions, too. <laughs> they got all kinds of suggestions. It's like, how many properties you have? And they're like, two. I read a bunch of books. And he's like, all right, I'm going to uh, go listen to this guy that did exit. So and that's a lesson, too. Careful who you listen to, man. Yeah. You know? I get pushed back all the time. I'll end with this. This is my pearl of wisdom. I get pushed back all the time. Like, you're wasting time over there painting and this and that, you know, because I could be doing something else to make more money. In that theory, right? And yet I look at our house that we sold to buy the beach condo. That was a lot of our time, effort, and energy. Good six to eight months to remodel that. That one took us extra time though too. And then think about it. 16 years later, we've collected 140, 150,000 in rent. It's paid for. We flip it in a 1031 exchange. And that buys us a beach yeah. condo that's now doing north of what? Three, 4,000 a month. Mm-hmm. That's worth four hundred grand, and we in less than six right. months. So all that quote work I did, yeah, turned into a beach house. I don't mind working and working hard mm -hmm. if there's a payoff in the end. And 
I think real estate is that payoff in the end for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's done us very well. And it's allowed me to invest in stocks, by the way. Yeah. Because it's, it's that two grand, instead of paying the, the, the uh, property manager, I could buy some AT&T this month. I could max out our IRAs this month. So that guy doing that 500 a month and was bragging. Right. Well, I do 500 a month in yours, 500 a month in mine, and then I do like 5,000 a month in our other one. And most of the time, that's real estate money. And he lies to me frequently and tells me that we're broke. We're always broke. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been flush. The moment I get flush, I buy a property and go broke. So that's the lesson: stay broke, man. Stay broke to get rich, man. Appreciate. My, le- my lesson to the wives and women is: do the books. Do the books. Pay attention to the books. <laughs>